Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Hello and welcome to Retrospect from the Archives. I'm Jason Burks. I am joined here by Jacob Hightower and Brandon Forbes. Uh, on this podcast, we dig things up from the past, thus from the archives, talk about some of the problems we solved and how we came together and created things. And uh, if you don't know much about Retrospect, we are a film production company, and that's what we do. We are always coming up with creative ideas, solving problems for our clients, uh, a whole vast array of things from TV commercials, documentaries, uh, stuff in the entertainment space to product videos and training videos and everything you can imagine. So uh, today we're very excited. We will be talking about a project for our absolute favorite pizza. Oh, yeah. Mazio's. 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 Not Mazio's. Not Mazio's. It Mazio's. is Mazio's. So if you're out there, mark that. There's there's a split of people down the middle. It is. It's there almost 50-50. It's almost 50-50. Yeah. yeah. And but... It is Mazio. Yeah, that's that's straight from the headquarters. So we've been commissioned to try to we let will people fight know you <laughs> if you try to tell us different. <laughs> so this is a very unique project. Uh, now I love everything that we work on. That's probably why I do this for a living. Um, but <laughs> but uh, you know, there's just those ones that take you back to your childhood. In fact, you know, I'm going to start this one off with a story. Start this with a story. This is a story that I'd never told the client, but I kind of wanted to. But I was like, you know, I tend to make things more emotional than they need to be. <laughs> like everything doesn't have to be like just valuable and connected to something that matters. But I hope this is what I think it's going to be. I don't think it, it probably isn't. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. I don't tell this story very often. <laughs> uh, no. So, you know, this is how do I make how do I keep it lighthearted? So my parents are divorced. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. A lot of people have, have divorced parents. But when I think back upon my childhood, if you asked me to have the one great family memory, there's not very many, just being honest, but there is one that stands above them all. And it is watching the top 20 country music countdown and eating Mazio's pizza <laughs> at two o'clock every Sunday. Whoa. And that was like, I mean, there was a time period in there. I don't know if it, like, I think it was when I was like eight, nine, ten years old. Like that was what you'd go to church on Sunday. Then you'd, then you'd order sausage and pineapple, deep pan, <laughs> Mazio's pizza, yep. and you would watch the country music countdown. And I'm, I kid you not, best, best memories of my entire childhood all wrapped around that moment. And it's funny because still today, many know that me and the sausage and pineapple are still super tight. Yeah. It's um, not one that you can get just on the, you no. know, the, the lunch buffet. No. Special no. order. Well, you can. I, you can go over there and tell uh, them, yeah. like, what's going on over here? Yeah, I need yeah. some of uh, 
Nice. Sausage, sausage pineapple. and pineapple. <laughs> Come on now. No, it was funny because I remember as a kid, you know, I mean, it's not uncommon that pizza is like the most exciting thing as a kid. I yeah. mean, kids love pizza. Yeah, of course. But I will say, like, I remember, man, when that doorbell rang, you were like, you, no matter you where you were. And, you know, I got, I got a sister and, you know, there's a little bit of fighting over the pizza. So yeah. it's like <laughs> sprinting to the door. Like, yeah. I might casually sit by the window. And when I see the delivery guy pull in, I just, like, ironically am close to the front door. Because my sister, she would, like, grab that pizza table take it in the kitchen and like get the largest slices, you know, oh, and yeah. I'm like, not cool. And you know how you do it. It's, it's like that slice and the one opposing it because geometry states that the opposing pieces are the same size. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that? Whether I, or not it's just thought of that. It's cut a different that's way. That's crazy. Nope. It's. Yep. So, so anyway, sorry to bring that deep, deep story about my childhood to this. Yeah. To th- Mazios. Oof. See? Watch Uh-oh. out. Watch out. That's one. Strike one. Uh-oh. Um. So, so you know, <laughs> Mazios is significant to me, and we've talked about Mazios a lot. Like we've had like, you know, our company meetings where in previous years we're like, that'd be cool. You know, we we've we've all lived in this city for a long time and watched the commercials and. I won't reference the pizza pizza one or what is it? What was that blonde haired girl? You remember it. It's like 15 years ago. It's like, oh, that's right. California. <laughs> you remember that one? The blonde haired girl with the ponytail? No, it's probably because we didn't shoot the commercial. Well, no, I'm just right. kidding. Whoever's <laughs> editing this, you need to you find that. Cut that one in because it's iconic. That's the one that most people know from like 1997. Pizza, pizza, <laughs> pizza, pizza. Mazio's got me through high school. Oh, did it? Yeah, because we we had Mazio's pizza and then regular lunch food. Yeah, and oh, so uh, did we. And so, so every we. every day, I was like, yep. no regular lunch food. That's gross." Yep, Mazio's cheese pizza right there. Yeah, two slices. I remember and that. And I would get some French fries, and it'd be like five bucks. Broken Arrow High School, we, same deal. We can get to a Mazio's without even going on a main street from our office. You can walk to Mazio's from Retrospect. So it's, we frequent that buffet. This, lunch buffet you know, often. I don't even know if we're going to talk about what we created for him. We're just going to talk about <laughs> Mazio's. the longest I mean, intro just talking about pizza. Just, you know, we're six minutes in. We have not spoke about anything except for just pizza. That's how passionate uh, we are about no, pizza. No, but it's, you know, I will say this about the lunch buffet. And I, I feel like I don't eat, I don't, I skip lunch a lot. I eat lunch on set a lot. Many times I just, you know, if, it's rare that there's this moment where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go eat lunch. But when it happens and I'm by myself and I'm in a hurry... I'm like, there's only one. Yeah. The Mazio's Buffet. You know why? Because the pizza's already ready before I get there. So I just walk in and it's like, hey, I just came out of the oven. Why don't you eat me? And why don't you dip me in some of the best oh, the ranch. ranch? Oh, the, the ranch. ranch. We haven't talked the about the ranch. The best ranch in, in probably at least the state of Oklahoma. I'd I take mean, I'd say California. Yeah. I can say that. So this side of the Mississippi, everything west, west of the Mississippi, yeah. that ranch dressing. I'd, Ooh, fight, I'd fight somebody man. on that. I think we should just wrap this up and get over there. Thank uh, you guys for listening. I kind of want some ranch. <laughs> Are we going to go to Mazio's for lunch? <laughs> Mazio's for lunch. Okay, so, all right, we talked about pizza, my childhood, all the things, right? If you like it, then I love it. Put some extra on the next one. Got me hustling to the beat. Fresher than I ever seen. Want the finer things? I've been looking my whole life trying to find the things. I'ma take the whole pie that's my light. If you want a slice, baby, you could try mine. Take your flavor trip with Mazio Street Pizzas, a pizza made for one. A single topping for $7.99 or specialty creations for $9.99. Mazio's, get ready for great. So this project uh, came at us, uh, Acrobat. 
Angela, we appreciate you much for believing in us, letting us partner with you. And uh, they've worked together for a long time. Uh, Mazio's commercials have been running in, T- in Tulsa forever. You know, uh, twenty years. I mean, I can I can think of many, many, many of them. Pizza. <laughs> and it's really kind of cool. Like when you work in film, you know, we work in advertising, work in a lot of different industries. But you, you can't help but see those things and be like, I want to do that someday. Yeah. You know, I felt that way about Mazio's the entire existence of this company. I didn't do anything with it, but I was like, someday. It'd be cool. <laughs> someday <laughs> it would be cool. So when this came up, man, I was I was running and gunning, and I think, Brandon, you probably had more insight on it even occurring. I just like saw it on the counter. I was like, is that the same as you? Like, <laughs> yeah. we get it. I get to work on that? Yeah. You know? That's like, cool. Hey, do I get to work on that? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, Forbes, why don't you kick us off uh, a little bit about what, how, uh, where this came from, what this concept was. Um, and bring us into pre-pro a little bit. Yeah. So I think by the time this is airing, this product might still be available, but it might not. So I don't know. But they're basically launching this, like, I guess maybe you call it prototype. Street pizzas. Street pizzas. And they're, like, individual pizzas. They're kind of, like... Flatbreadish. Flat, yeah, flatbreadish. Yeah. They're they're longer. You know, they, yeah. they look like what would maybe be a flatbread that you get at like another restaurant or right. you know, place like that. But yeah. it's um they have all you can just do just you know cheese pepperoni or you can do custom. And so they wanted to basically promote this and ramp it up and then release it for X amount of time. I think it's gonna be maybe two, three months, a couple weeks, and then it's it's gone. And so they decided we're going to take this old food truck and they're going to wrap it with this really cool, you know, wrap job, get the top with the Mazios or Mazios. That's two. That's two. Uh, third one, I'm out of here, just for the record. Apologize. I think maybe it's <laughs> like a Midwestern apologize. thing. I'm from California, so that's I'm just going to say. That's probably what's it's, happening it's right Mazios. <laughs> Mazios. Um, they wrapped it. It looked awesome. And they wanted to basically just feature uh, different parts of kind of – Oklahoma, but really more like northeast to just kind of Tulsa. So uh, we ended up kind of listing places where they wanted to have this uh, truck drive by, and we were going to get drone footage, you know, gimbal, some car mount stuff. And then uh, eventually what this truck is doing is it's driving to this party, and this party uh, is where these street pizzas are revealed. There's a bunch of people there. The driver hands out the pizzas, beauty shots end screen. And so, um, we had a couple calls kind of narrowed down our list. I think we ended up doing blue whale in Catoosa, the golden driller. We did some stuff downtown. We did a barbershop scene, which was really cool. Um, with T's barbershop, which I mean, that was like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. That was awesome. Really cool. (laughs) Um, down on black wall street and then, uh, did some stuff on jinx and then in broken arrow is kind of where we landed. And, uh, I think the jinx shot made it in there. Come to think of it. It was in the, I saw it in a proof. It was in one of the proofs. I know that we're going to do like two or three versions, okay, but right. yeah, I think in the one that they're doing right now, Worked because it, for that shot. you only have 30 <laughs> seconds to, it's to, hard. to do yeah. all of this. And as we were shooting it, I think, you know, we were sitting with the client and we we're like, yeah, like, I think we can definitely like get another two yeah. to three versions out of this. But we shot all of it and, you know, everybody was super happy. Shooting food is not easy, mm-hmm. especially when it's something that needs to be really warm. Like we had, we had multiple waves of pizzas coming, and then we had a, a warmer. You know what I've always said? It's not easy. 
being cheesy. When it's cheesy. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <It's> close. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, because cheese, when it's when it's hot and melty, looks great. But then when it's been sitting for right. like 10 minutes, it doesn't look good. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, I think we did a, a killer job looking at everything. And, you know, yeah. it was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, well, why don't we, why don't we chime you in, Hightower here? So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of juggling of cameras. We had a fast approach. Yeah, why don't you describe the the shooting approach? How did we execute this? Yeah, et cetera. So each location was a very short amount of time. Uh, we didn't have very long at all. I think like thirty minutes maybe each space. So if you can think about bringing a, a large crew, you know, I think we had maybe like. 10 people and then maybe a couple a couple clients on set so we're showing up to each one of these spots with a bunch of people so parking's a thing we got to get everything parked and then on top of that we got to get our shot set up uh one of the kind of the hardest time consuming thing was resetting the truck if it's driving by something it has to literally go turn around get somewhere yeah so that was kind of the the thing uh, that was the time crunch was the resetting of the uh, vehicle. Going into each space, we had a gimbal, and we were shooting handheld, and we were shooting drone. So we had those three uh, camera options, and basically you and I were doubling pretty much everything just yeah. because have to. on those fast-paced things, you, you don't have time to go, all right, let's reset this and get this on the handheld. And, I, like, for, and <laughs> I forget to hit record a lot, so that helps me out. You know, sometimes those buttons <laughs> get sticky. The best of us. Actually, one of our buttons is sticky. It is. You got to watch <laughs> and There's it. been multiple times recently that I looked down and I'm like, what? I hit record. <laughs> no, you don't don't yeah. tell anyone that. I don't need that reputation. <laughs> Little curveballs in the in the film industry if, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes those buttons WD-40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little super glue, WD-40 on, on cameras. It's, it's perfectly fine. Totally fine. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, but we, we try to execute everything with, uh, just, you know, coming into each spot, respecting each, uh, space, uh, you know, the people that are letting us film there, uh, it's, it's awesome that they're letting us film there. So we, we respect the space and, uh, we try to get in and out without really anybody noticing we were there. So that was, uh, that was fun trying to, trying to do fast. I love fast paced shoots because it makes the day go by. It goes fast. It just it goes go so fast. fast. Talk so. a little bit about the, uh, the car mount. <laughs> yep. And then also just the, it, you know, it was kind of a unique method when we were like a lot of the drone shots because of this fast pace, I was like, I'd be flying the drone trying to chase a car. And we also need footage handheld. So like you're shooting handheld of it at the exact same time that I'm trying to get the drone shot of it. So we're sort of like positioning ourselves in weird places to just be able to like show up somewhere, be there for like 10 minutes and move on. Talk a little bit about that. Um, and then t- tell me about the car mount. Yeah. So for instance, uh, when we showed up to the blue well, uh, you and I had to cross the road, get in the center median have the truck come out. Brandon, you were in the truck. We had you on the phone. Yep. So he, were you laying on the floor? Yes. For one, well, when, like, I had to. You, the first take, you went by and you were like, uh, we can see you. Yeah, because I, like, I was shooting handheld and I had one of those tracking shots with the vehicle, but then I have to stop right on the blue well as it passes. So it's, it's kind of a tricky shot. Yeah. And then you had a really tricky drone shot going on. So we both were like juggling hard shots. I almost ran into a tree. Yeah. 
I, All right. I was not going to join the club. <laughs> That's how you get the best shots. Oh, man. man. I looked over there and it was like, and you know, those trees, sometimes the sensors don't catch those branches. Oh, no. And I just stopped and it was like, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that, that was one instance of how we had to coordinate. Like, all three of us here had to coordinate and make that happen yeah. in like 15 yeah. 20 minutes tops. Yeah. And then we had to already be at the next place. And we're going. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, that just, that brings me to uh, basically we do a few more shoots and then we get into the downtown stuff to to where we need a car mount mm-hmm. to have him driving and him just reacting. You know, because we need those shots too. We have all the shots of him driving past on the outside, but do we have any on the inside or on the vehicle? So yeah. that was really cool. We luckily it had a big metal bar yeah. <laughs> that was like welded into the it's vehicle like that we could mount onto and uh you know leave it to the engineer here to triangulate uh, a, a system and and make sure our camera doesn't fall on the ground i mean that's always the biggest fear in my in my opinion is um yeah we're going to get an awesome shot but <laughs> Right, is it going to cost us like $15,000 Exactly, yeah. so, uh, you know, every time rigging those up, it's it's a little nail-biter, but uh, I, I have faith in our team, and I have I have faith in what we do, and, and it always works out. So. It, it's been kind of fun recently. I mean, A, we have specialized equipment for that now, yeah. which is awesome. Like, when we used to do car mounts, it was just like <laughs> me being like, eh. Just a bunch of C-stand arms. Uh, yeah, the, like, the Cardellini's. The thing on, uh, yeah. on the short film we shot, oh, that's, yeah. that's a great example. Yeah, where you're just like, <laughs> geometry, man, that's my, that's my place, but... Now we've bought some specialized stuff that has some really unique parts and stuff where it's like, oh, this is great. This is fast. But then beyond that, putting the Ronin on the car mount, I love because being able, of course, I don't think we, we didn't end up hooking up the remote stuff, but it's nice having that little extra bit of stabilization. And then, you know, in times where, you know, I've been sitting there and having, being able to pan, tail, all that jazz, which is nice. I feel like car mounts have gotten so much easier. I mean, I remember literally when I was 14, going on my first major motion picture set and watching them build a car mount and going, oh my gosh, like it was just like this Because you had to like thing. build a whole platform. Oh yeah, a whole platform across the hood, cheese plates on both speed sides, rail. speed rail all over it, you know, and then you're talking film cameras, so you're, yeah. you're dropping a 70 pound camera out the side, you know, that costs a half million dollars, yeah. so like heads are going to roll if it breaks. <laughs> Um, so it's not like that, at least for us. Yeah. But um, yeah, I watched the edit and I was like, if they didn't use one of those car mount <laughs> shots, I'm and gonna. I'll go on the record to say, like, it was the day before Mark was building out the check room for yeah. it, and he was like, hey, car mount, and I was like, absolutely not. We will not have enough time. Like, don't, don't <laughs> even bring it up. I said, you can bring a go, like, put a GoPro on there. And, and I remember I walk out the next morning and as I they're packing, building it. and I walk out, I turn, and I see Jason just with the the, the car mount, and I just I turned around and just walked but back out. But I did out. it right. And it was I fine. had a bill before the shooting And we had started. time. We yeah. were ahead, which was great. I mean, you guys were just, yep. like, I, I felt bad, because I was, like, on radio as we're, like, directing traffic. I was like, please tell me you got that. Could we please go? Yeah. <laughs> And be yeah. like, yeah, we got it. And so we were able to move and allow time for that. But now looking at those, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that you guys pushed yeah. for that because it was worth it. Yeah, I think, you know, and it's funny, you were talking about, you know, I'll go into post just a bit and then we can wrap this thing up. But uh, we definitely shot way more than enough, yeah. which is awesome. And it's funny, like the storyline of like driving around town super friendly pizza guy that's like, what's up? Hey, you know, this whole vibe. And then eventually gets to his location and there's a party 
And I think that's when the Miley Cyrus song kicks on, right? Yep. Yeah. And then, in the USA. Yeah. Um, but even the footage, the amount of footage we shot there was way more than enough. And I guess I'm excited. You know, I think the edit so far looks really good. But I, it is exciting to think that, like, I think over-delivering is something we specialize in. And and I think that, that that was exciting for me, that whole shoot, because I know, like, I know that Mazios has done a lot of big shoots. And it was fun watching them on the monitor every single time and just being like, you know, nothing but smiles across their faces and and just knowing that we were creating way more than enough. And uh, I don't know. It's just like it, it, it obviously goes by very fast. But um, I was watching the proofs yesterday and I was just like, man, that's there's that's really I mean, not to bring it all full, full circle, but it did. It like took me back just for a second because like I even told the guys on set like from Mazios, I was like, dude. Nothing beats your deep, deep pan crust, man. That buttery bottom with that little crispiness. Cause it like, that's one of the very few things that like, I guess for me, like brings me back to my childhood. So I think it is really meaningful. I, I, I like to make things meaningful. Cause why not? That's the, the world we live in. Um, but I, I feel like this spot turned out really, really good. And, uh, and so, yeah, hope we get a couple cuts out of it and all that stuff. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's just talk a little bit more about the post production on this, the amount of footage we got, and how it pulled together. And Hightower, I think we're going to swap you out with Cole, the editor. Hello, Hello Cole. Hi. This is the second or third time you guys have snapped me. In here. We kind of it's getting a little repetitive. Should we call you beforehand? Yeah. Were you doing I mean, something important? Well, I was at Mazio's. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> was that? He was I in, was in the buffet. Oh, we should have had like some pizza. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry that we took you out of that ranch. I mean, I had already paid, so you know, I just didn't get to eat. That probably lets you come back. Yeah. Just so. tell him you you edited the commercial. Yeah, that's true. There you go. They might care. Well, Cole, let's just talk a little bit. I'd like to get your opinions on this edit. I know that you and I sat together for just a brief moment and gave you a little bit of feelings. Um, you know, one of the things I think we felt, which <laughs> it also always makes me sad when we shoot so much footage and then it all it only ends up in a 30. But as an editor, it's also nice when you're like, dude, I have a ton of great footage. I hope you feel that way. Oh, yeah. Give well, us your feelings. Well, I usually have Hightower Brandon come in and tell me, like, what your favorite shots are so I can <laughs> make sure lie. not to use them. Oh, well, <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Don't use the Perfect. car shots. <laughs> Nothing. No, it is nice when you have an abundance of footage because then it's like, even if, like, you know, one shot doesn't work, it's like, oh, it's fine. I have, like, 50 other, like, amazing shots I can pull from. So it's always nice to have too much footage and then we've already talked about like you know making a 60 second cut or making like different cuts with different um age groups because that pizza party we have like so much of like a varying like degree of people so it's mm -hmm. like oh we can use different scenes at the start and then we can have different age groups like a like a kid version or one that's more like focused towards teens so always having more footage is always nice how i'm curious because this is a unique example where you have sort of a variety of like wides, mediums, close-ups, reversals, um, all that jazz. How do you approach that? I mean, I felt like you did a good job when I was looking at, at the spot, the recent proof. It's like, you know, you got the random cut-in of the tire, but you got the guy's face, and then you got, like, the drone shot and all that. Do you have any theory on that when you approach stuff, or is it just, um, like, experiment? I usually, I mean, I'm sure there is, like, a certain theory you could ask you know, people would like write books and stuff about, but I usually just approach it like in a storytelling sense where mm -hmm. I always try to make a shot make sense in a story. So it's like, Oh, we want to have like a stylistic shot of him getting in the car and you see it moving. So you get a close up of the, the tire or you see, you know, he's waving at somebody you just, you have the wide shot of him waving and then you see 
a close-up of him actually waving at the person, and then you see, like, the other side of it. I mean, I always try and just make it sequential to the story. I don't usually focus on, um, you know, have I used a wide shot yet? Mm-hmm. I just If it makes sense, that's usually, like, my go-to is, like, just it, whatever makes sense with the story is what I focus on first. Yeah. How on this one, I'm curious, did you even go about, I mean, and maybe it's generally true, but maybe there's something uniquely different about this one. How do you go about even choosing shots? Like, what's, do you just sit down and watch everything, or what do you do? Yeah, I mean, my, I feel like my process is usually a bit different than everyone else's. I will go in and I'll just put all of the shots in a timeline and then I'm just looking through the entire, you know, five hours worth of footage and I'm, you know, just picking 20, 30 shots that I'm like, yeah, those are good shots. I like those. Mm -hmm. And these were a little bit easier because, you know, when you're driving around, you're obviously going to get shots that are better than others. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you do one shot and there's a truck Mm -hmm. passing through. So not using that one. That one's dead it's not going to be used um so this one's a little bit easier than others to go ahead and pick shots out um but i mean like i said there were so many good ones it was Mm -hmm. a little bit hard to tell me a little bit about one specific nuance that i feel like i'm always struggling to do but i know you probably think about a lot is when you're trying to get all of the right pieces in one shot because you don't have time in the edit for more than one shot you know Mm -hmm. i'm talking about like the like the truck but the whales behind the truck so it's a good shot of the truck and the whale at right. the same time. Not a shot that's really cool of the truck. And then three seconds later, it's really cool of the whale. And now it's a five-second shot, and it doesn't work in the edit anymore. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Those are, um, I mean, those are always difficult. That's, like, really when you have to, like, get creative. Because it's, like, some, like in a 30-second spot in particular, you don't have time to be, like, oh, here's a five-second, like, pan of the blue whale going down to the truck it's like you have to be like quick cuts really fast so it's like wide shot of the blue whale quick shot of the truck passing by and then like that's when i've tried to get more into using visual effects in a shot where mm-hmm. it's like we're going to transition with like the car um you know panning to a different shot mm-hmm. that we have like a little bit more um time with that shot but you're still getting it out in a relatively quick manner. Mm-hmm. I remember even listening to like Stuart, or I think talking on set and he's like, Oh, it'd be cool. Like if like the, as it's driving by it, like wipes and reveals. And mm-hmm. I don't think I never even got to Mm-mm. sit with you before you started cutting. I remember the first proof you posted, it was like that exact shot. Was yeah. in that. And you did that. And I was like, perfect. Ironically, like, that was the shot that you were sitting in the car in. Oh, was it, 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 was really? like, it was like the cleanest shot that I could use that wipe on. And then, I'm just like looking yeah, out the window. Like, yeah, when we're sitting in the edit session, they were like, there's a, there's a man in the passenger seat. It's like you like on the phone. Yeah. It's like, nice. It's like, I'll, I'll take him out. I'll take him I'll, out. I'll get rid of him. Don't worry. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's great. Well, Cole, thanks for chatting with us about it. That that brings us to the conclusion of this one. Hope you guys have enjoyed hearing some of the behind the scenes from a Pre-pro, concept, through production, into post-production, editing, and all that jazz. Getting to know a little bit about how we do what we do here at Retrospect Films. If you're interested to watch any other podcasts, we have, uh, I think at this point, probably 15, 20 different episodes available on our website, retrospectfilms.com. You can check those out, and we hope you catch our next episode as well on From the Archives. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. Go eat Mazios. Later. Go to Mazios. Ah, Mazios. It's, it's Mazio! <laughs>